We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Thank you for all the texts. Keep them coming, 402-464-5685. On the Sauter Heyman text line, we are joined now by Husker Lions, Robin Washett. Robin, good morning. Nebraska basketball's next game will be an actual game that counts, but they did play on Sunday. You were in attendance out in Boulder for Nebraska's 72-61 loss to Colorado. And the good news is it doesn't count, Robin, on Nebraska's record, but uh, compared to last year, Nebraska took care of that game. Again, it didn't matter for the season in general. But as you as you watch these first two exhibition games, there's some problems that are remaining from last year to this year, and the team is still not shooting the three-point ball very well. I mean, what, what, what was kind of your biggest concern coming away from the loss on Sunday in Boulder, Robin? Um, yeah, I'd probably say that some of the same issues uh, you even saw in the first game against a much lower level of competition carried over um, to where uh, they were getting open shots and the players that you would expect to be their better shooters um, continue to struggle. Um, just that the perimeter shooting in general, I mean, that's back-to-back games where you're hovering right around 25%. That's, that's not going to cut it, especially for a team that, you know, kind of is dealing with um, just some of the offensive um, questions that they have right now. Um, when when you get open looks, you, you got to make a much higher clip than that. And so I guess the one thing to keep in mind, and Fred continued to stress this um, after the game, is um, they're, they've been about as bare bones as you could think um, just with their offensive scheme. Um, I think they ran two offensive sets against Shadron State. I think they had three against Colorado. So they've been intentionally as basic as possible um, as to try to not show anything, um, especially in that Colorado game that you know was, was televised and whatnot or streamed, whatever, um, just to kind of keep all the changes they've made this offseason under wraps until the games actually count. So um, I, I still kind of take that offensive performance in the past two performances with a bit of a grain of salt, um, just knowing that. But, uh, again, it doesn't matter what sets you're drawing up. When a guy's got an open look and he's missing it, that that carries over no matter what. So um, uh, that was a big question all off season. probably the biggest question. It could, remains to be uh, maybe the biggest concern going into the regular season. Um, and maybe by opening up the playbook a little bit, that'll spark some, some more life into that offense. But uh, – this team's got to figure out a way to score because uh, if they continue to play offense the way that they have been, they're going to be uh, in for a long season given the the quality of their schedule this year. Joined by Robin Wash of HuskerOnline.com. Rob, you went out, again, Jake mentioned you went out to Boulder to cover this. I'm going to zoom out a little bit. How was the crowd? Uh, was it game-like? It looks like, sounds like it was game-like. That's got to all help Nebraska, right? You go out, play a decent Pac-12 team, in an in a an envi- what was the environment like, Rob? Um, I mean, it was. I guess you would call it game like. Um, it was pretty low key. Was it? Um, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 
still packed twelve, so uh, the attendance was what it was. Uh, it certainly was not full, and that's a much smaller arena than mm-hmm. uh, Pinnacle Bank. So, you know, it it, it was, uh, but there were fans in the stands. And that was the first time um, that this group has gone on the road uh, in front of a crowd that wasn't cheering for them. And I think that there's a ton of value there. Uh, you know, you go back to a year ago. You know, on Friday before they left to Colorado, I asked Fred. I said. Um, you know, did you learn, or yeah, did you learn any lessons from the, how well that exhibition against Colorado here in Lincoln went compared to how poorly the rest of the season went? And he said, yeah. In some respects, I kind of wish that we would have lost that game and got whipped, uh, just to have our team face some early adversity right. and deal with all those things before you know uh, it actually started having some consequence to our season. So they got that this time around. Um, you know, they. We're down 10 nothing out of the gates, down by 17 uh, early in the seventh, uh, second half. And, you know, they, they were they were faced for some real adversity. And, you know, yeah, they lost the game, but they were able to come back and get back within five. Uh, they were within seven uh, late in the late in the game with about three minutes left. So, you know, they, they didn't quit. Uh, you know, they continued to fight. And, yes, they have uh, stuff that they still need to figure out on offense, but um, they – they got a taste of uh, what life is going to be like when they go on the road in conference play, when they go to St. John's and when they go to Creighton and when they're down in Orlando and and all these situations they're going to be put in. um, They, they got a pretty good understanding of of what, what's ahead when the season now gets for real. So I think there's a lot of value to that, that uh, last year they didn't get until (laughs) it was too late and they were, uh, you know, Losing games that actually counted. Joined by my friendly colleague Robin Washett. Robin, you okay? We do this a lot. We we identify on Nebraska's team, especially football, men's basketball, reasons why that it's not going to work. Tell me how it's going to work. Why can it work for Nebraska this season? Why can it perhaps work to a level where they can win ten games in the Big Ten? Go ten and ten. Ten and ten. 10 and 10 of the Big Ten. That's oh okay. Uh, <laughs> How can they get there? There need to be a lot of things that go right yeah. for that to happen. How can they get opinion. there? How can they get there? Uh, well, uh, they got to shoot. Um, first and foremost, uh, you need C.J. Wiltshire, Wilhelm Breidenbach in particular. I'm going to point to those two. Um, obviously, there's, there's other guys like Casey Tominog and all that, but for Nebraska to be at its full potential, they need Wilhelm and C.J., to be to take significant jumps forward, um, you know, for the roles that they're playing, uh, and you know the the importance of, of what they bring to the table, uh, especially offensively, they have to be good. Um, if Wilhelm Breidenbach is good, he changes everything for Nebraska's offense. C.J. Wilcher is one of the, you know, maybe outside of Tominaga, the one you know go-to three-point shooter they have on this team, and then for a team that's struggling shooting. He's got to be one of the guys that steps up. So um, I'm going to put those two guys right at the top of the list. Um, they need Sam Greasel to stay healthy because uh, right now their point guard depth is uh, a real question. Um, you know, it, uh, I would say just overall they they got to find a way to be more consistent offensively mm-hmm. uh, to where not not they're not just making shots from the perimeter, but um, the movement with and without the ball um, is at a really crisp level. And then they got to continue to defend at a high level. They got to rebound at a high level. So if all of those things come together, um, which 
I'm not as worried as with the the effort, uh, the, the the defense, and the rebounding. But if the offense can come together along with those elements, I think they're going to have a chance. Um, but ten wins in the Big Ten—that's for me. That's asking a lot. That's a big ask there, joined by Robin Washington Husker line. Robin, there is there is a notable absence on Sunday in Boulder. Derek Walker did not play. Fred Horberg is described as a health care issue. Not exactly sure what that means. The question I would ask. Robin, is he going to play against Maine? Is he going to be on this team going forward? Right now, um, it's it's hard to say. I mean, like, like I said, he was there. Um, he didn't look hurt. He didn't look sick. Uh, he was cheering his teammates on on the bench. Um, they're, they're just kind of the, I guess, um, oddness of how it was described with a health care reason. I, I don't know what that means either. Uh, you know, I've I asked Fred a couple of different times it for a little bit more uh, explanation, and he politely declines, um, saying that Derek will, uh, you know, expand on that when he's ready. So I don't know what's going on. Um, I know that uh, it certainly came as a surprise because on Friday, uh, Fred said that everybody besides uh, one of their walk-ons, Henry Burt, fully practiced, um, and so he made it clear that they they were at full strength. Uh, with their scholarship guys um, on, as a Friday. And then on Sunday, their starting center and maybe top team leaders is unavailable for the foreseeable future. So um, right now, uh, I guess I'm not expecting Derek to be back uh, by Maine. Um, but again, there's just so much uh, uncertainty with what is actually going on that it's, it's hard for me to say that uh, as 100%. Peculiar. Peculiar Very. is a word to describe that situation without yeah. Derek Walker you thrust blaze Keita into the starting lineup yeah and he played okay I guess uh, but the real surprise was Ola Koyanet okay uh, stepping in there and playing 15 minutes uh, he had six points just two or three from the field uh, three rebounds uh, block shot uh, and just kind of was, was really active in the low post and that's a Colorado front court that is good. Uh, they're big yeah. and they're long. Okay. And they're every bit as, uh, from a size and athleticism perspective, uh, every bit as big as what they're going to see in the Big Ten, maybe outside of uh, Purdue, which is the exception to everybody. But uh, so for Oleg to, to play like that, I mean, that's certainly encouraging. Maybe one of the most surprising positives of that entire game. And so um, that's the one good thing about this team is they actually have some post up to where if. Eric has to miss any time, you know, you're not sitting there putting like a, a lap man at the five. Like you, you actually have uh, some, some depth there with some, some size and options to work with at that position, especially if you can get quality minutes out of a guy like Ola Koyanet. Uh, that's that's going to be a real asset, especially if Derek, uh, his absence continues any longer. Robin, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Husker Online's Robin Washett. For what it's worth, Sip, yes. received a text yesterday with some screenshots from an article by The Athletic. Okay. This might intrigue you and the listeners. Okay. It wouldn't surprise anybody here, I would say that. The article was titled, it's from, from The Athletic again, College Basketball Expert Predictions, First Coaching Change. Okay. There were... 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 15 votes here. Okay. Five of the votes. Who's who's voting? These are athletic? college basketball experts okay. from the athletic. Okay. Five of the 15, which is the, number, most, the most for anybody, said that Fred Hoiberg and Nebraska be the first coaching change of the 2022-23 season. Well, I will say this about this conversation that we just had, that it's a theme of, you know, it's on my mind a lot. Listen to how both of you, you and Robin, dismissed the notion of in year four of Fred Hoiberg, the team winning half of its Big Ten games. We snickered. We laughed. That's okay. Now you know what that is. That's called a reaction to pervasive losing. It is. You're that, right. It is. That's it. That's why I worry about it, Nebraska. That 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 very reaction to me suggesting that maybe they could win ten games, go ten and ten in the Big Ten, and and Robin and you reacting like uh, sip. That seems like an awful high mountain to climb. What? That's not an awful high. It shouldn't be in year four. Why is that? An, why is that a high mountain to climb in year four? It shouldn't be. It's just again we we have just been brought down to the depths of hell with this program. <laughs> but but do you see where I'm going? Yeah, with I, this? Well, yeah. I mean, th- th- he should be number one in terms of yeah, who should, he get should fired be. first yeah. if it doesn't work out. Especially right. because of that 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 mindset becoming so pervasive in this market. Like sip, why would you suggest that they could win ten games? You're you're crazy. And and you know what's worse is the people who criticize you for saying that. Oh God, quit being so hard on Fred. Sipple, you're so hard on your yeah. You're asking him to go ten and ten. Yeah. You weren't that hard on Frost. You know you hear that kind of crap. I mean, come on. They defend. They defend it. Guys, Fred Hoiberg does not need defend. He understands his record. He's he's nine and fifteen conference. Right. Fr- yeah. Fred doesn't Maybe need you defending nine. him. He doesn't need me defending him. He doesn't need he that. Understands that he's on a hot seat. He's when got you're a nine win. and fifty in conference games. Right. But the bigger concern, the broader concern I have is that that the, the attitude is amazing that we think like that. This is year four, Jake. It's not year two. It's year four. Here's a couple, before we get to the game, so here, here's a couple in-depth comments about that from these experts on college basketball. A guy named Brendan Quinn says this. Brendan Quinn. This is why he picked Nebraska with Hoiberg to be the first fired this year. It already happened once this year in Lincoln. Why not twice? Not only is Nebraska set to finish 13th or 14th in the Big Ten, but prior to Christmas, the schedule offers likely losses to St. John's, 
with, and then two or three potential losses at the ESPN Events Invitational, and then road games at Creighton and Indiana, then a likely home loss to Purdue, then a game at Kansas State. Not good. That's it trouble. Could, it could be a Mark Turgeon-esque scene at Nebraska. Yeah, that's trouble. I'd take Mark Turgeon here, though. I've told you that before. I would I take know. Mark Turgeon. Yeah. And meanwhile, Creighton's a yeah, they're a juggernaut. Top 10. Juggernaut. Baylor Shireman would be just fine there. Uh, Kyle Tucker says, Fred Hoiberg's secret sauce in Iowa State was before the trans was sorry was being the transfer king, before everyone in America could easily build its roster that way. I'm not sure he ever wanted to be back coaching college basketball, and it kind of looks like that. I wonder what the deal is with Derek Walker. By the way, that's a hard one to figure. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 important. I mean, that that's maybe your most important guy of the team, Good, arguably. And if he can't play, I mean, or he's not going to play, get, we don't know. What is that sound? That's, they're doing the parking lot still. Whoa. Yeah, it sounds like there's a hurricane. Hurricane. Yeah, hurricane, earthquake. Hurricane. Hurricane. <laughs> you always do that. You always combine words. What was your Disastrophe. other one? <laughs> that's a great word. I have coined that. That's Did, my word. Yeah, that's a great word. That is my word. Hurricane isn't that bad. Hurricane's pretty good. That'd be terrifying, though. A hurricane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounds like, hey, that sounds like the title to a, like a, a movie. Hurricane. Some A terrible sci-fi movie. Yeah. No, I don't want to be the terrible sci-fi. I want to be a good movie. That might be a good one. Let's play the game show. Give us a call right now at 464-568. Five your chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe. You are 1-0 on the week. 1-0, and I think I'm 28-13. Does that okay. sound right? Doing well. Yeah. All right. We're, we're going to do a topic in the Big Ten that does not score points, but they are important to the team. That's Big Ten punters. Oh, God. I did kickers recently. What teams do these guys punt for? Again, you've got 14 options, yeah. probably 13, because I'm not going to give you Nebraska. I'm not going to give you Brian Bushini. I would have gotten that one. options. Big 10 punters, 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. You know what? This is a good time to call because the room is shaky. I'm sure Sip might be distracted by that. It's loud. It's loud with the with the parking lot construction. It's shaking in here. There's a good chance you might be distracted. You were distracted earlier by Maction on this show. We should, you know, it would be fun if we both commit to watching both Maxion no. games in their entirety. I'm not doing that. Eight hours of football. No. no I'm not do that. <laughs> okay, if you can hear us, you're on the game show. Who do we have here? Uh, we have nobody on the line. They got scared of big. Again, the topic is Big Ten punters. We need a phone call. We need a caller. We need a contestant. Don't be scared. Uh, I'm a little concerned about the building <laughs> at this point. <laughs> if. You're watching YouTube and the building just collapses while we're <laughs> on the air. Just yeah, I mean, rush to the scene because yeah, we could be buried. Yeah, come help us. If that's the case. <laughs> right. Don't be scared. Yeah, be a be a first responder this, if you don't mind. This is a chance for you on the stream who are behind usually to, to call it four six yeah. four five. We have six, plenty eight, of five. viewership today. Where oh, are yeah, where's everybody? There. We had people texting. People, a lot of people watching on YouTube. I see you guys. I see you. 
There's 13 options. There's 13 teams to choose from on Big Ten punters. I'm not giving Nebraska. You're not getting. Maybe the phone lines are rocked maybe. by the. Could be. Maybe they got. Oh, no, here they here. come. All right, we have a contestant. If you can hear me, you're on the game show. Who do we have here? Yeah, I can hear you, Jake. It's Craig. Craig? Thank yep. you, Craig. I appreciate you calling in and helping yep. us out Thank today. You. Thank yep. you. All right, Craig, let's get started. First question goes to you in Big Ten punters. What team in the Big Ten does Adam Corsack punt for? Rutgers. That's oh, the that Rutgers was, that punter. Was a quick answer. Yeah, he's he popped. I think he popped a seventy-seven yarder on Saturday. Is that right, Craig? I don't know. Yeah, against Minnesota, he popped a seventy-seven yarder, Jake. That is impressive. Yeah. It's more impressive how fast he got that. Yeah, answer. that was good. All right, sip down one zip. First question: <sighs> What Big Ten team does James Evans punt for? James Evans, Minnesota. It is. Can anybody hear that through the? You probably can't hear it through the microphone, but it is. It is like resoundingly loud in here with the parking lot construction. This is weird. Yeah, this is odd. Uh, do you want? Uh, do you want that one or not, Craig? James uh, Evans. No, I think I'm gonna have to pass on that one. You saw him punt in Lincoln. That's Indiana. Oh, He's Hoosiers. He's a Hoosier. This is for the win. Craig, up one zero. God. What Big Ten team does Brad Robbins punt for? Brad Robbins, really? Huh. Yep, he's I a Big Ten punter. That one either. Brad Robbins. Brad. For yeah, Craig. you got. You got yeah, you got to take a yeah, guess. take a guess. I mean, it's a Big Ten team. You know that. Hell, let's just say Minnesota. Who knows? It is not the Gophers. Either. 0 for 2 on Minnesota guessing for punters. Except you want to guess that one? Brad Robbins? What school? Yeah, I'm going to take a guess. It's the, you lose the game if he misses. But you got a chance to win. Michigan. Out. Oh, here we go. All right. Got the steal. 1-1 one, one tie. This is for the outright win. Now, if he misses, Brad, or Craig can steal and win outright himself. Sip for the win. What Big Ten team does Jack Ansel punt for? Oh. Oh. Ansel and Gretel. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, Jack Ansel. Big oh, Tenty. we've seen him. I know that name. Purdue. We have heard the ship horn so many times recently. Play people him. are getting scared. Play him louder. There you go. There you go. There's just better. It's coming close. Here it comes. I, I feel like yeah, I can hear comes. the actual ship horn. Here it comes. The it's, vibration has hit us here. It's like we live on the bay. They just parked yeah. on the parking yeah. lot. Uh, we got to unload that ship. Craig, thanks for calling in. Good to be back on the coffee, but calling down the road. Good game, sir. Thank you, Appreciate Craig. Appreciate you, Craig. Okay, I think that's 30 and 13. Tiebreaker. Okay. Tory Taylor of Iowa has the most punts in the Big Ten at 47 punts this season. Michigan's Brad Robbins has the least in the conference. How many times has he punted? 47 is the most for Torrey Taylor at Iowa. 12. 19. Okay. Guess who's second least. Second least? What, what school? What school? The Ohio State. Wrong. Um, okay. They're third least. Who's second least? This might surprise you. Minnesota. That's correct. Minnesota. 
Well, we just established they had a 19-play drive <laughs> that yards. chewed up 10 minutes of clock. That is just demoralizing. Oh, you're, that is so demoralizing. Yeah, just think for if you're defense. the opposing. There's probably third downs in there. Just keep converting. Yeah, think about the opposing quarterback just standing on the sideline. Are we ever going to play? 10 minutes, 24 seconds. The good news is your offense should be rested. No, you know what the good news is? I won again. That's 2-0 and this week. Can't be stopped. He's on the heater. Not distracted by no. the construction, the noises, the rattling. Obnoxious as ever. Yep. I'm not a good winner. He's cocky. Oh, I'm not a good winner. He's cocky. Don't handle it well. The spillover is next on Early Break on the Ticket. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.